sitting comfortably erect, simply notice the experience of inhabiting a body. Any feelings of contact or pressure in the areas where your body is pressing into whatever you're sitting on. Noticing the sensations that occur as you breathe in and breathe out normally. There might be the feeling of pressure as the air enters the nostrils. See if you can notice the difference between that sensation and that which occurs when you exhale. Breath comes out of your nostrils. The focus of this guided meditation is cultivating the ability to notice the experience of craving. The transition between the feeling that occurs at any given moment and the feeling of urgency that might be pleasant, wanting more of that experience, or unpleasant, feeling of discomfort. This urgency is just a feeling. Reacting to it is craving. You might notice some sensation that's uncomfortable, an ache, an itch. See if you can notice that it is just a phenomena. We exist in a world of phenomena. Sounds, visual stimulus, tactile stimulus. Core part of this practice is the ability to recognize that a feeling is just a transient, phenomenal experience. There's an impulsive reactivity that creates tension, stress, and a certain kind of reactivity. That when you can just be aware of it and realize its transient nature, let it go. And be accepting of whatever feeling tone comes with that sensation in a non-reactive way. That ability is a core skill to be cultivated. 
to support the process of awakening. Liberation from dukkha, distress and confusion. In a relaxed way, allow your attention to rest on the changes that occur as you breathe in and breathe out. There's a feeling associated with breathing, but it is neutral. It's not pleasant or unpleasant. There's no sense of urgency one way or the other. That is your refuge stabilizing point of reference around which all the other phenomena flow. Of course, your attention will wander. It's the nature of the mind to be alert to changes in your subjective experience. Notice how your attention shifts from the breath to whatever the distractor is. See if you can notice whether that Distraction is pleasant or unpleasant in its feeling tone. If it's just that, then you can let it go and just go back to the breath. There's no dukkha there. There's no distress and confusion. There's no craving and clinging at that point.
The intention with this particular guided meditation is to increase your awareness of the characteristics of craving and clinging, which are closely associated. Two sides of the same coin. I already mentioned that craving is this felt sense of urgency, an impulsive reactivity that's instinctual. Clinging is the internal commentary that gives meaning to the feeling, makes it stronger, compelling. And just simply noticing the characteristics of a feeling, pleasant, unpleasant, strongly felt or mildly felt, without becoming preoccupied with it, is valuable. It's also valuable to notice when the mind does become preoccupied, enchanted, a storyline comes up. It's also possible that the storyline comes up first. We tell ourselves stories all the time. Unless we're paying attention to the breath. There's no story with the sensation of breathing. It's just being. It's pleasant. It's peaceful. And with persistence, it stabilizes attention, makes Attention less reactive. So it might be that you're watching the breath and a story comes up, a memory, a plan for the future, fantasy. Is the feeling associated with that storyline pleasant or unpleasant? Does it grab your attention because it's rewarding somehow? Or does it grab your attention because the mind is repelled by it? Adversely affected. Just simply notice this and then go back to the breath.
in my practice, it's been interesting to note that some of the most compelling reactions, particularly unpleasant reactions, are organized around something as simple and non-threatening as an itch or an ache. The mind becomes very preoccupied with that. It becomes primary focus of attention and demands reaction, demands scratching the itch. Be curious about how that happens. That's an insight to the fabricating nature of craving and clinging. It creates a self. But if you can stay with that discomfort, with an open-minded, accepting curiosity, eventually the itch will fade away. It might just become less and less demanding of attention. Or the mind might just lose interest in it and wander away to some other focus of attention. And then you realize that sensation that seems so compelling was transient. The only thing that made it important was the mind's craving and clinging associated with it. If some kind of storyline comes up, it's not prompted by a sensation. See if you can notice what effect it has on the sensational aspect of your experience. For example, does it change the pattern of your breathing? If you move your attention around your body, can you notice that Certain muscles become more tense, maybe clenching your jaw, frowning, tightening of the elbows. In that case, clinging instigates craving. In any case, you simply notice it as a phenomenon and redirect the flow of your attention back to the simplicity and the clarity and the peacefulness that you can be aware of when you breathe in and breathe out.
when you can stay with the breath for extended periods of time without interruption, the energy that's associated with craving and clinging diminishes. One way to understand it is to realize that the nature of craving and clinging activates your metabolism. Um, you can imagine that adrenaline is being injected into your bloodstream. There's more excitement, more energy, either pleasant or unpleasant. And the more craving and clinging controls the flow of experience, the stronger this agitation is reinforced. Alternatively, when you stay with the breath for long periods of time, the adrenaline metabolizes out of your system. The whole system becomes calmer and more relaxed. And because you dedicate interest in noticing the changes associated with breathing in and breathing out. The mind remains alert. And the more actively interested you are in those changes in the breathing cycle, the less likelihood there is that a distraction will take over. There will still be itches, there will still be sounds, other sensations, but they will be in the periphery of your awareness, not center stage. Stay alert. See if you can notice when the mind is more vulnerable to craving and clinging or any distraction. Is it during the in-breath or the out-breath or the pause between the out-breath and the in-breath? sooner you can notice when your mind is pulled away by a feeling, the less likely it is 
for craning and clinging to take over. simile that I often mention and use is to imagine that your subjective self is like the hull of a canoe that's flowing or sitting in this flow of stream of consciousness. Mindfulness of breathing is like an anchor in your Persistent attention to it is a rope attached to that anchor. And the anchor is thrown over the point of the bow of the canoe and settles into the bed of the river, the flow of consciousness. So your subjective experience is streamlined. Very little drag. Craving and clinging causes you to grasp on the various objects that are flowing in that stream. Sensations in the body, memories, worries, plans. As soon as you notice that you've grabbed the streamlined effect kicks in again. But when craving and clinging takes over, it drags you downstream, creates turbulence. It's stress and confusion we call dukkha. 
You simply let go. Stop grasping. That interrupts the craving and clinging. Resetting the anchor of mindfulness of breathing back into the bed of the stream of consciousness. And the mind becomes peaceful and stable, allowing experience to flow smoothly. Practice with that for the rest of this sitting.
Thank you for your practice. Wish you well.